I know you're paying attention to global events as well as what's going on in our nation. War and increased conflict is bubbling up in more places. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. Call Oxford Gold Group right now, and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. 833-995-G-O-L-D. Pure Talk believes in American values and that free should mean exactly that, free. Switch to Pure Talk today and get a free Samsung 5G smartphone. Qualifying plans start at just 35 bucks a month for unlimited talk, text, 15 gigs of data, and mobile hotspot. Just go to puretalk.com slash clay and claim your eligibility for your free brand new Samsung 5G smartphone. Again, puretalk.com slash clay to switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk. Shall I take your order, or do you need a minute? Yes, I'll be ready. Just buying a car on Carvana. What? It's super convenient. I already got pre-qualified in two minutes. All I had to do was answer a few questions. What? That's handy. Yeah. Now I'm customizing my down and monthly payments. What? That's an exquisite deal. And just like that, Carvana's delivering my car in a couple days. What? Oh, yeah. Uh, sorry. I'll have the burrito. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. Delivery fees may apply. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome, everybody, to the Monday edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. We have a lot to talk to you all about. Thank you for being here with us. Um, Over the weekend, you had a protest that turned into a riot. Uh, a, an individual was was killed after shooting at Georgia State Patrol officers. The media was saying it was a mostly peaceful protest, despite the fact there was bullets fly, there were bullets flying at police officers. There were uh, there were incendiary devices, basically bombs found on some of them, uh, all over what was supposed to be a training facility for law enforcement. So that's where we are with that. Um, we also have Mayor Eric Adams, Clay, some speculation. He could be planning a White House run after raising enormous amounts of money in just a day, $1.27 million, one year into his first term. We'll discuss that in a little bit. But I, I wanted to start us. Oh, and, and there was a mass shooting in uh, Los Angeles, a horrific shooting over the weekend. And because of the perpetrator, who has already taken his own life, Democrats have very quickly changed the story, changed their view of whether this is something we have to talk about or not. But let's start with this, Clay, because this is this is just the truth, everybody. I actually was one behind. I'm trying to keep track of how many of how many times they find classified information in Joe Biden's possession illegally, meaning at a place that is unsecured just for all the libs in the media out there who they, they can't they don't know the rules. They don't know the law. They don't like to read. They just want to kind of be on camera or put snarky stuff on Twitter. It's a huge violation of classified handling protocols. I thought it was four. Clay, you think we're on five now, right? I, I actually can't even take it into uh, it, it, you have to go back and look at the various iterations of this. 
There's also a new White House chief of staff incoming, which I think is interesting, who was the COVID czar under Biden. But let's start, if we can, with at what point is yet another batch of classified found? Remember, this is not willfully taken by a president, kept in secure storage, under surveillance in one location. This is a non-president, vice president, who does not have declassification authority, taking this stuff home like he's reading Car and Driver over the weekend and literally leaving it in the garage. At what point does this become a true political liability? At what point is it no longer possible for them to keep the defense of all things Biden going? I think it's there. Um, and for people over the weekend, and I understand how you could miss it because I, I, I when I saw it, I just kind of rolled my eyes. They have officially had to call in the Department of Justice. And what I would say, maybe we can get our friend uh, uh, Andrew McCarthy on later this week, because I'd be curious how he would analyze this. But my thought is, when you bring in the FBI and the Department of Justice, it's probably them saying, if you don't let us do this, we're going to have to go get a warrant and do this search on our own. And so they allowed it to happen with their attorneys still present. But, yeah, Buck, this is now the fifth different time that they have had to announce that they have found classified documents. And remember when this began, my question for you was, it felt like a cluster because every one of these drip, drip, drip stories is embarrassing But if the White House had been able to control this and they had said, hey, we, in the wake of the Donald Trump incident, decided to undergo an exhaustive search of all of Joe Biden's uh, private um, files and private papers, and we have found several different documents with classified markings on them and have turned them over to the National Archives. And they had told that story once. And they had said, hey, we looked at every possible residence, every possible location. We did a deep search uh, with for classified documents just to make sure that we were uh, complying. It would have been a mess, but it wouldn't have been the mess that this has turned into. And, Buck, you mentioned what I think is so significant here. They made a big argument, not only that Trump had these documents, but that they weren't secured. Do you remember the front page New York Times story? Within a few feet of where everyone partied, Donald Trump had classified documents as if and they had the map up uh, to show people Mar-a-Lago and where the classified documents were and what a security risk it was. And you and I came on and we said, look, in order to move around the Mar-a-Lago property at all, you have to be wanded. You have to be vetted to even enter onto that property. When you come in, they want your name. They want your birth certificate, you know, your, your driver's license number, everything else to even allow you access to that premises in the first place. Um, and so what, when they initially reported these, they had all the Biden defenders come out and say, well, this is totally different. This is how you're going to supposed to handle it. And then they had the Corvette and the classified documents by it. And they just continued this drip, drip, drip of incompetence. And in the process, I think they've cut a lot of people's legs off. And, Buck, you mentioned the idea that Eric Adams might run as a uh, as the mayor of New York City for president. Joe Manchin came out and said he might run for president. Now, that would be an easy way for him to potentially avoid having to run for re-election in West Virginia and make it look like his choice because then he runs for president. And, uh, and if he fails, which I think he would, at least that's kind of like him riding off into the sunset and declaring independence from the Democrats, however you want to classify it. But 
I think increasingly it's becoming likely that somebody with resources is going to challenge Biden. I would still be very surprised if Biden isn't going to run, but I think this classified document scandal, the decision by his chief of staff, who we talked about, Ron Klain, for a long time to step down and no longer be managing this White House, it feels to me like Biden is adrift at sea a bit, and there is going to be a challenger, and I think that challenger may well emerge in the next month or two, and then we'll see how serious that challenge is going to be. I also think it's noteworthy because we, we often say here on the show, Clay, that not not only have they refused to punish the people who got covid so wrong. And I, I, I just mean professionally, never mind whether there should be any sanctions yeah, right. beyond that. But, you know, fired like I think people should lose their jobs over being wrong and also horrifyingly wrong on all things covid. But the incoming uh, White House Chief of Staff. I want. I want everyone to hear this. This is Jeff uh, Zients. Is that how you say it? I'm not I'm sure not... how you pronounce his name. I, I thought I was hoping you were going to know. Yeah, you know, I take a stab at it. Jeff yeah. Zients. This was him in December of 2021. This is not you know ancient history. Here is him weighing in. He was the COVID czar for Biden. Not a very prominent one in terms of the media coverage. And here he is letting you know what he thinks of, well, a lot of you. Play clip one. We are intent on not letting Omicron disrupt work and school for the vaccinated. You've done the right thing, and we will get through this. For the unvaccinated, you're looking at a winter of severe illness and death. For yourselves, your families, and the hospitals you may soon overwhelm. For for the unvaccinated, basically... You're all going to die or you're going to kill people and you're going to overwhelm hospitals and you're monsters. This this guy should this be begging the, the forg- guy. Yeah. I'm sorry, what? No, I was just going to say this was the guy who conveyed the winner of death argument, which is maybe the worst possible hmm. statement of all that Joe Biden put out. And like you said, he's getting promoted. And he, he is being elevated. So in case anyone's wondering what they do when they get everything wrong and they, by all objective standards, should be ashamed of themselves, it's promotion time in the Biden White House. That's how they operate over there, because he was a soldier for the cause of the left. And it, the, the fact that he said all this stuff, that's obviously untrue and has never. How is it that no one in the press has pushed him on this? What, why isn't he being asked at the first opportunity? Hey. You said that hospitals would be over overrun with the unvaccinated. In fact, the vaccination didn't stop hospital levels from going to exactly what they would have been without the vaccine. The thing didn't even work. So how about that? He's going to be White House chief of staff, which I would I would note, you know, Clay, if Ron Klain was the de facto president or whatever people argue, does that mean that Jeff Zients, I believe I've been told is how you pronounce this. Um, does that mean that Jeff is now? The, the chief behind the scenes guy making decisions for Biden, who at this point, given the fact that there's classified in five different batches of this have now been found. OK, they're now thinking about looking, I believe, at the Rehoboth Beach House. Right. Isn't that the latest? Yes. Off? It is tough to keep it all together because they keep saying, oh, we found it all. It's over. It's good. We're, we're cooperating. But this is the last of it. Five times. Not the last of it. And I wonder when the shift to. Not only do we have to search all of Joe Biden's properties, this is where the Hunter Biden connection can come in. Because I wonder how long it's going to be till they say, okay, let's start to search some of the Biden family members who had access potentially to these classified documents. And I'll also note 
that unlike with the Trump investigation where the FBI took all the photos of the classified documents arrayed on the floor, the FBI, to my knowledge, didn't take any pictures of the classified documents inside Joe Biden's house that they took possession of. So that propaganda aspect has not occurred. Also, we haven't had any leaks, really, about any of the details surrounding it. It didn't take very long for the Washington Post to come out and say, oh, these were extremely sensitive documents. They involved potentially the nuclear codes. Well, all we've gotten is kind of a generic sense. They said one involved Ukraine, Iran, and England, I think, on the initial Penn Biden document discovery. We haven't heard anything about the documents since. Why would he bring these home? This is another question yeah. I'm wondering. About. And how? And if you did if bring them from home, the Senate, a lot of the senators, Buck, have said you could never take stuff yes. out of the Senate and be able the, to get this, you know, home. The, well, it, I mean, it's illegal, right? And and so that's why yeah. you wonder. Okay, even if Biden has a skiff, a secure compartmented information facility, which is where you are allowed to have classified. And, and for, for example, you know, a president, the president goes to Camp David, but there's a skiff at Camp David, right? I mean, when, when you're talking about that level of government official, uh, there are, there are places where they, where they go outside of the standard, you know, the White House, the Pentagon, where you can have classified information. But even if that were the case, how, why, why would he have left it? Or, or, you know, why would he have left those, those areas with this? There is clear, this is what I'm getting to, recklessness here. And I think that the way that they could honestly defend against the recklessness, I think the way they could do that would be to say that Biden is really old and has made some and, and, and his cognition is challenged and was challenged even when he was vice president. But they can't make that argument because they're going to try to make this guy president for four more years. I think it's likely and so they're left with what exactly? Now you've noticed there's these, the, the move has now become Clay the Tepid. Well, this is not entirely responsible. I am not super proud of Biden's handle. Like they've sort of done a little bit of this. You know what I mean? But they're just hoping that the storm passes. I'm not so sure it's an easy thing for him to pass. Legally, they're going to make this thing go away for him. That I'm very confident of. But politically, this looks bad now. This has gone from like, oh, doesn't everyone make mistakes to Joe Biden's a reckless clown. Yeah, and that's why I think he's going to have a challenger. Now, I'm not sure who that challenger is, who's going to step in the ring with him. But I think ultimately, Buck, when some of this data comes out, what we're going to see is that, for instance, the Senate uh, classified documents were things that Joe Biden felt entitled to keep. In other words, almost uh, memori- memorabilia in the same way that a lot of the dispute over what Trump kept seems to be rooted in, hey, this is my property. This is memorabilia from my time as president. The Kim Jong-un letters are a great example of that. He thought that those were his possession. And I think that you're going to find out that Joe Biden had a very similar way of thinking. That's the only thing that can make sense to me about how he could end up with classified documents from all the way back to his Senate career. And then you have to wonder, how did he travel with these? Was he carrying them on the train, you know, in his briefcase back up to Delaware, which is the usual way that Joe Biden would have traveled? How did these, the the vice president makes a little bit more sense because they're packing up the office in a hurry. The Senate classified documents to me is much more challenging to explain away. And again, To me, it emboldens somebody who could be a challenger, whether it's Joe Manchin, whether it's Eric Adams. He might get challenged on both flanks, Buck, which would be interesting. Joe Manchin. When was the last time we had a real challenge? 
Right. Well, when was the last time we had a real challenge to an incumbent president from his own party, Clay? You gotta go I back. I mean, I think you'd almost have to go back to what, uh, George W, George H.W. Bush, right? I mean, when he got challenged by Pat yeah. Buchanan in, uh, back in 1988, uh, I think it was, if I remember correctly. Um, so it's been, or I guess it would have been 92 after he'd won his first term. Uh, I gotta tell you, if you like the idea of doing business with companies that share your values, consider switching your cell phone service to Pure Talk. Pure Talk's the antidote to woke wireless. They're proudly veteran-owned. They employ a U.S.-based customer service team, and they refuse to spend their money on fake news networks. Service excellent. It's on one of the largest networks out there in the country. You are going to get incredibly fast data talk and text for just 30 bucks a month, including on this. My own family's on this network, and we absolutely love it. Half of what you're paying Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. Switching to Pure Talk's easy, too. You keep your phone, your number, and it takes as little as 10 minutes. Plus, Pure Talk has a first-month risk-free guarantee. Try it. If you're not completely happy with your Pure Talk service, you'll get your money back. You can also support a company who supports you. Dial pound 250, say Clay and Buck, and you'll save an additional 50% off your first month. Again, Dial pound 250, say Clay and Buck. Pure Talk is simply smarter wireless. Sanity in an insane world. The Clay, Travis, and Buck Sexton Show. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons, One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Your tax refund belongs to you, not an identity thief. Over $6 billion in tax refunds were flagged by the IRS for possible identity theft in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. LifeLock monitors and alerts you to identity threats you may miss on your own, even if you're careful with your personal information. And if you do become the victim of tax-related identity fraud, LifeLock has U.S.-based restoration specialists ready to help solve your identity theft issues. Plus, all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package, meaning LifeLock will reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Let LifeLock help you protect your financial information so all you have to worry about is what to do with your tax refund. Go to LifeLock.com news and save up to 25% your first year. That's 25% off at LifeLock.com news. Identity theft protection starts here. Pure Talk believes in American values and that free should mean exactly that, free. Switch to Pure Talk today and get a free Samsung 5G smartphone. There's no four-line requirement, no activation fees, just a Samsung that's built to last with a rugged screen, quick-charging battery, and a top-tier data security system. 
Qualifying plans start at just 35 bucks a month for unlimited talk, text, 15 gigs of data, and a mobile hotspot. Pure Talk will connect you to the most dependable 5G network in America for half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. The average size family saves almost $1,000 a year. Let Pure Talk's expert U.S. customer service team help you make the switch today. Just go to puretalk.com slash clay and claim your eligibility for your free brand new Samsung 5G smartphone and start saving on wireless today. Again, go to puretalk.com slash clay to switch to the cell phone company my family relies on, Pure Talk. Joe Manchin, we were just talking about it. Buck was mentioning Eric Adams, mayor of New York City, traveled down to the border. We talked some about that. Has become a fairly consistent critic of Joe Biden on some facets. Joe Manchin is saying it's too early to rule out anything, whether he might run for president, whether he's going to switch parties. Listen to this. You run for office in 2024. You going to run as a Democrat? Chuck, I haven't made a decision what I'm going to do in 2024. I've got two years ahead of me now to do the best I can for the state and for my country. What are What's on the table? Is re-election on the table? Everything's on the table. Is running for governor on the table or no? No, I, I, okay. I've done that. That you've I, ruled out. I've done that. Yeah. So everything on the table, there's basically only one other thing, the presidency. Is that something you would do outside the Democratic Party? The only it? thing I can tell you is what I will do is whatever I can when I make my decision, what I think is the best that I can support and represent the people of West Virginia, but also be true to this country and the Constitution of this country. Yeah, in classic Joe Manchin fashion, Clay, everything's on the table, meaning Democrat, Republican, independent, <laughs> you know, maybe run for president, maybe open a new car dealership, whatever. I'm sorry, Joe Manchin. We remember what happened with Joe Manchin. We need a Republican senator for West Virginia, everybody. Yeah. Don't get fooled by Manchin's, oh, I'm totally reasonable. I'm a re-. No, no, no. He went along with the big spending. Now we're $31 trillion in debt. People need to pay attention. I think he's done as a senator, and I think he knows that. And my, my world of thought is that he was kind of secretly hoping Republicans would take back control of the Senate. Because then he could flip and it wouldn't be that significant. It wouldn't, you know, it's 52 to 53 or something like that. Now, if he flips, given what cinema has done, it's a huge mess. Yeah. And I think he knows he's kind of painted into a corner. And uh, Gallegos already is going to run against cinema right. from the Democrat side, right? So we know that, hey, primaries, interesting. Owning a small business has never been easy, but the last couple of years have been really difficult for small businesses. But if your business has five or more employees and managed to survive COVID, got good news for you. You could be eligible to receive a payroll tax rebate of up to $26,000 per employee. This isn't a loan. There's no payback. It is a refund of your taxes. How do you get your business this refund money? Go to GetRefunds.com. Their tax attorneys are specialists in this little-known payroll tax refund program. They do all of the work with no charge up front and simply share a percentage of the cash they get for you. Businesses of all types can qualify, including those who took PPP, nonprofits, even those that had an increase in sales. The team at GetRefunds.com has already returned over a billion dollars to businesses, and they can help you as well. Just go to GetRefunds.com, click on Qualify Me, and answer a few questions. This payroll tax refund is only available for a limited amount of time. Don't miss out. Go to GetRefunds.com. That's GetRefunds.com. No risk, high reward. GetRefunds.com. Welcome back to Clay and Buck. Over the weekend, some violence breaking out in the Atlanta area. Uh, a riot. Uh, that's It's interesting. When a riot starts, uh, starts off as a protest, the Democrats involved around this in the media will say it is a 
peaceful protest that turned into something else. Some protests get the benefit of the doubt. Others obviously are the biggest threat to our democracy since, you know, Pearl Harbor or or whatever. But I want to tell you about this uh, this riot that occurred over the weekend. So there's something in the uh, air, Atlanta area that activists are. It's the Atlanta Police Department training facility that's being built, which the these leftists are calling Cop City. So there was a group, and it was Clay over the weekend. I was trying to dive into all this. A group that called themselves the Forest Defenders, um, who were showing up and engaging in destructive and criminal uh, acts on on. They were sabotaging things and because they didn't want Cop City, as they call it, to be built, because they thought that this is just the enshrining of the police state or something. It's fascinating, isn't it? The activists say they want just better training for police and de-escalation, and you're going to build this large, multidisciplinary law enforcement training facility to do that kind of stuff. De-escalation, non-lethal, whatever. And then the leftists are saying, oh, but it's going to take too many trees and the environmental impact and the enshrining of police because they're lunatics. But the Democrats in the media all have a lot of sympathy for this and for this movement. But this was particularly uh, this is particularly egregious. There was a a lethal shooting here, law enforcement involved shooting of a protester who uh, opened fire on a Georgia State Patrol trooper. Yeah. So one of these forest defender lunatics pulls a gun and starts shooting at Georgia State, basically Georgia State police, right? Georgia State police returns fire and kills him. And then other forest defenders, these are all Biden voters, by the way, leftists decide that they're going to burn down a, pol- they're, you know, they, they burned a police vehicle and they're, they're destroying things and engaging in a riot. And somehow we're supposed to think that this is peaceful protest that just got a little out of out of hand. The whole thing is is lunatic stuff. Yeah, and if you haven't seen the videos, definitely worth watching the videos. Buck, they arrested six Antifa, it appears, activists, right? In some way, these groups are connected. All six were from outside of Atlanta. I believe five were from out of state. One was from Decatur, Georgia, which is a suburb, basically, of Atlanta. The other five, I believe, were from out of state. All white people. So I just want to point this out. You have out-of-state rioters that are showing up in Atlanta and are burning, looting, pillaging, engaging in violent behavior. And on CNN, which has a substantial footprint in Atlanta... They have a spokesperson go on air and basically say, oh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's a cliche because we've had to go through this so many times. But the amount of time that they say this is, you know, essentially mostly peaceful protest. We have actually crazy. we have a, a journalist on CNN yes. here saying, let's not remember, they marched because they were outraged that a a leftist pulled a gun and started firing at cops and they fired back and killed him. So they're outraged that that happened. And then they're marching in, in Atlanta and they decide that a, a group of them, as you said, six have been arrested, basically Antifa maniacs. They're domestic terrorists, everybody. That's actually what they are. Let's just use the proper terminology. 
uh, which you won't hear that on MSNBC or CNN. They start smashing things, destroying property, and lighting a police car on fire. Um, and this is what they're saying over at CNN is this is all happening. Play seven. I think that there's a real blurring of the lines and, and, and the use of the word violence. Is property destruction violence? Um, to some people, it certainly is. But, you know, this idea that breaking windows or other acts of property destruction are the same as actual violence against humans, it's kind of a dangerous and, and slippery concept. You know, you keep using these words violent, 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 violent. The only acts of, of violence against people that I saw were actually police tackling protesters. Okay. Okay, so this is fascinating. This is the this is on CNN's air. Whenever to hear that, the only violence now he leaves out the violence of the maniac shooting at and trying to murder police officers, which then spurred this whole protest on the streets. But the whole point of the property destruction is yes, economic pain, but it's also clay meant to intimidate. You could argue by this guy's same logic. Hey, I just went into a bank and held a gun up and said, "Fill my bag full of money." I didn't hurt anybody. Right. The impression or the the belief that violence is imminent is also something that has to be policed. When you're lighting car, when you're throwing things and lighting cars on fire, I think people are right to think that's unsafe. You are threatening my physical safety as well as destroying property. When a police car is burning, that is the essence of violence. So the, the argument of, oh, it's just property. No, no, no. When you burn a police cruiser. That is violent behavior. And to the credit of the, it's a newly elected mayor of Atlanta. He's been in this office relatively short period of time. Andre Dickens, he replaced Keisha Lance Bottoms, who I believe is in the Biden administration now. Uh, and she was fired up about all the crime related issues, but just decided not to run. Really, the mayor race in Atlanta turned on who could stamp down on violent crime the most. And I think this is interesting that the mayor of Atlanta pointed out that these violent protesters were from outside of Atlanta and came to the city of Atlanta. Again, Atlanta is a majority black city. We have six white Antifa protesters arrested committing acts of violence. The mayor wasn't standing for it. Listen. They had a protest last night uh, and it was peaceful, but there were some individuals within that crowd that meant violence. They had explosives. They burned down a police car. They broke windows at businesses. And so our police department, along with our state and federal partners, took swift action within two blocks and brought that situation under control. And the violence stopped and those six individuals were arrested. And it should be noted that mm-hmm. these individuals were not Atlanta or Georgia residents. Most of them traveled into to our city to wreak havoc now he's saying some of the right things here and that's why yeah, you're pointing is a, that out which is a change right from, well, from a, a big city mayor for a change finally saying we got to stamp this out all of the all of the uh leftists out there they're running out of excuses and explanations for why whenever people do what the anti-police left wants Everyone is less safe. There's more violence and destruction, and there's urban decay, and and the whole thing turns into a mess. They they've, they're running out of ways to explain to people. Yeah, enforcing the law less and deciding that you're going to use social justice instead of criminal justice for police departments. It, it, this isn't going to work anymore. And more and more players are seeing this. Actually, you bring this up. New Orleans, which has the highest per capita murder rate of any major city, which is so. 
I mean, I know you agree with me. I love New Orleans. I think yeah, it's one of the town. coolest, best towns in the whole country. It's a top 10 city for me in America. I love it. Far too violent right now, obviously. Far too much violence going on in that city. Mayor uh, Latoya Cantrell spoke about it and said some stuff that is on the right track. Listen to this. Play 10. New Orleans has the highest per capita murder rate of any major city. Why? Why is because, one, dealing with COVID-19, violence, everyone has guns, the lack of the ability to resolve a conflict uh, without reaching and pulling a gun. Also, as it relates to accountability, you know, um, low-lining offenses, you know, when they don't get bail or they're not um, restrained, then we're just seeing how these crimes escalate. Mm -hmm. People need to be held accountable across the board. Clay, can I just say, uh, so so obviously the first thing she said about COVID is, is preposterous, but that's been a Democrat talking point for a long time now to try to cover up the decay of, of the of these Democrat controlled cities. I think, though, this is part of what you're going to see this this slow shift. Oh, it's still about, you know, COVID or police training or whatever. But she uses this word accountability. What that really means is locking up criminals yeah. and enforcing the law that this the inescapable truth that even Democrats are not having to face is. You have to lock up criminals. You have to enforce the law or else not only does this stay, it gets worse. And that's where we are. And they're also slowly having to come to the grips with the fact that this is all George Floyd protest related. The data does not reflect that this occurred because of COVID. It's because Democrats made a conscious decision in the wake of one viral video out of Minneapolis to brand all police as evil and also to essentially tell their base which is a large portion of many cities, you don't have to respect or comply with police anymore. And in fact, if you get arrested, you're the victim of a structural racist uh, society. And as a result, crime skyrocketed. And now you're seeing that people don't like when crime skyrockets in the cities. I mean, you talk about New Orleans, Buck, for many people who've been down there, it has gotten to the point now where if you stray a little bit outside of the main streets in the French Quarter, you go very far off Bourbon Street at all, it's not safe. And the number one lifeblood for New Orleans and all those businesses is what? Tourism. Tourism. And yeah. if people don't feel comfortable coming on the road and taking a vacation in New Orleans because of, the, as you pointed out, rightfully, the highest rate of murder of any decent-sized city in America then everything starts to fall apart and everything is falling apart in many of these cities such that mayors are recognizing i want to shift our focus for a second to the fight to protect unborn babies that fight is underway now more than ever did you know that some states have legislators proposing bills that allow for abortion even after a baby is born unborn babies need our help and preborn is there for them the mission of preborn pregnancy clinics is simple rescue babies from abortion Every day, Preborn rescues 150 babies' lives. How do they do this? By providing the gift of an ultrasound. You see, when a mother considering abortion hears that heartbeat and sees that precious life, the majority of the time, she will choose life. You can participate and make a difference. Preborn is completely dependent on you, the pro-life community, and you and me, because we need to help them now. For just $28, the cost of a dinner out, you can save a baby's life, or $100, $140 rather, will sponsor five ultrasounds. 100% of your donation will go towards saving babies' lives. Our goal is to save the lives of hundreds of thousands of unborn babies over the course of all of preborn's work, and you can be a part of that right now. Grab your cell phone and dial pound 250. Say the keyword baby. That's from your cell phone. Dial pound 250 
and say baby or donate online at preborn.com slash buck. That's preborn.com slash buck, sponsored by Preborn. He's Buck Sexton. He's Clay Travis. Together, they're breathing sanity into an insane world. Why are people still on the fence about owning gold and silver? I just don't understand. Have we already forgotten about regional bank closures, inflation, global instability, and the potential for serious world conflicts? You can look to precious metals for various reasons. One, having tangible currency on hand as part of your bug-out plan. Two, diversifying your portfolio as a hedge against inflation. And three, historically, gold increases in value over time. You keep yourself informed about global events. You see the increase in conflicts around the globe. Countries are buying and hoarding massive amounts of gold. Why aren't you? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The people with Oxford Gold Group are real pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify for up to $10,000 in free precious metals. Call 833-995-GOLD. That's 833-995-GOLD. One more time, 833-995-G-O-L-D. Pure Talk believes in American values and that free should mean exactly that, free. Switch to Pure Talk today and get a free Samsung 5G smartphone. There's no four-line requirement, no activation fees, just a Samsung that's built to last with a rugged screen, quick-charging battery, and a top-tier data security system. Qualifying plans start at just 35 bucks a month for unlimited talk text, 15 gigs of data, and a mobile hotspot. Pure Talk will connect you to the most dependable 5G network in America for half the price of Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile. The average size family saves almost $1,000 a year. Let Pure Talk's expert U.S. customer service team help you make the switch today. Just go to puretalk.com slash clay and claim your eligibility for your free brand new Samsung 5G smartphone and start saving on wireless today. Again, go to puretalk.com slash clay to switch to the cell phone company my family relies on, Pure Talk. Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes that we're endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. GCU believes in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. GCU equips you to serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. Change the world for good by putting others before yourself to glorify God. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's online, on-campus, and hybrid learning environments are designed to help you achieve your unique academic, personal, and professional goals. With over 330 academic programs as of September 2023, GCU meets you where you are and provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Let it flourish. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University, private, Christian, affordable, Visit gcu.edu. Welcome back in. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show. We are powering through the first hour here. And, Buck, this news just came down in the last hour or so. Uh, the, uh, the FBI official who investigated Trump ties to Russia 
has been arrested for his own illegal ties to Russia. Um, And let me just hit you with some of these details. I'm reading from ABC News. Former top FBI official, this is their headline, Charles McGonagall arrested over ties to a Russian oligarch. Uh, And again, this is the guy who investigated Trump for Russia collusion. A former top FBI official in New York has been arrested over his ties to a Russian oligarch. Uh, He was the special agent in charge of counterintelligence, uh, this guy Charles McGonagall, in the FBI's New York field office. Uh, He retired from the FBI in 2018. He's charged with violating U.S. sanctions by attempting to get an oligarch off the sanctions list. He is one of the highest-ranking former FBI officials ever charged with a crime. And uh, this is uh, intriguing because, again, this was the guy who was involved in trying to prove Russia collusion involving Trump. So kind of an incredible irony here that the guy who investigated Trump for Russia collusion actually gets in, arrested for his own Russia collusion inside of the FBI. It is amazing that once again, the maxim that they always accuse you of what they're doing. Yes. Couldn't be more true here. There was no Russia-Trump collusion. It was always a fantasy, and it was bizarre how much the FBI believed it. It was bizarre that the intelligence community... Now, I know they hated Trump and they're liars and all that, but there were some who really did think that they were going to find this. I mean, that's clear from their internal communications, and it had to come, that notion had to come from somewhere. Well, when you have the guy who was the special agent in charge of counterintelligence in New York... Which, by the way, the, for the FBI, in terms of national security sensitivity, counterintelligence is that, remember, anything that's, you know, foreign, I got news for everybody. When you go overseas, CIA is, is, it's their domain, right? I mean, FBI is a law enforcement agency. And so CIA takes primacy on external intelligence operations. Uh, so they're doing the really sensitive stuff abroad. But if you're talking about very, very sensitive stuff, especially here at home, if that's, that falls into the FBI bailiwick. And counterintelligence is the very top of that heap. So you have somebody who was uh, helping a sanctioned Russian involved in counterintelligence investigations of Russians and Russian oligarchs at the highest level taking payment from. He was getting paid off by oligarchs, Clay. So he was also supposed to be the guy making sure that oligarchs weren't doing things like paying off FBI agents. That's what his job was. It is pretty remarkable. And, you know, when you look at all of the people, Alec Baldwin, who have gotten charged with crimes, of course, Alec Baldwin, the most recent celebrity, but the amount of people who said Trump is going to end up charged with crimes and in prison who have gotten charged with their own crimes, really pretty remarkable. And how little attention, I'm curious how much discussion there will be surrounding this. But, again, I still say the most important single question we need to get to the bottom of in this country today is who inside of the FBI essentially ordered the code red on the Hunter Biden story to try to cover it up, right? Because they knew the laptop was real, and yet they allowed big tech to spread the lie that this laptop was Russian disinformation. Uh, 
Uh, by the way, I, I don't think Clay that there was one node that spread this. I think they all. I think they all just looked at each other like, "We know what we got to do here. Anything to defeat Trump. Anything to help Biden win." So I'm not even sure that you'll ever find a record of it. The collusion was just based uh, based on their beliefs, and it was implied before they even had to sit down and talk. I think the one st- somebody has to know the laptop is real. So I think they may have not told some of these lower-level FBI agents who went out and spread this idea because the knowledge may have been diffuse inside of the FBI. But there were several people at the top of the FBI who had to know this Hunter Biden laptop was real and that the idea they were spreading in big tech that it was false was a complete joke. Uh, We'll discuss this more also as we come back at the top of the next hour. It's a shooting. It's awful. It's tragic in L.A. How quickly do Democrats run to try to turn it into their narrative? Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Now that spring is here, it's time to focus on self-care and revitalize your personal care routine. Now through March 26, head in store, shop for all your favorite personal care essentials, and earn four times rewards points. Shop for items like Crest toothpaste, secret deodorant, Old Spice deodorant, or Gillette razors. Offer expires March 26th. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. One of the best shows of the year, according to Apple, Amazon, and Time, is back for another round. We had a big bear of a man, who's called Mal Evans, who's our roadie. And uh, I was coming back on the plane, and he said, will you pass the salt and pepper? And I misheard him. (laughs) I said, what? Salt and pepper? Listen to season two of McCartney, A Life in Lyrics on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.